TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. America. I am not a number. I am a free man. Wiggins America. The only thing I'm going to need from you guys right now is a cup of coffee. Wiggins. Today's global economy waits for no man. America. Today's global business climate is like, whatever, dude. Politics is a dirty game. I'm not sure we want to play. There are forces here at work that you couldn't possibly understand. You have no idea how high up this goes. Welcome to Wiggins America. I'm telling you, get ready for it. I don't care what else is going on this week. This is the biggest story of the week. Welcome to Wiggins America, and thank you for being here this weekend. We do have Old Roy and Trisha both coming in, actually in this hour for Quandaries. It's a little bit lighter segment where we just bring you moral quandaries and different riddle-type scenarios. See if you can solve them. See if we can solve them. Uh, That's in this hour. Old Roy will stick around and come back in the next hour as well. But before that, I said that this is the biggest news of the week because it is. You are probably starting to hear undercurrents of this. If not overtly, you're hearing it a little bit. Now, I started to see this on my phone last weekend, kind of after I had done the show, so I didn't talk about it, but it, it grew so much both Sunday night and Monday that I said, man, I, I wish I would have seen this before. I would have done it last weekend. What you're seeing now and what I saw, and, and for context, by the way, what I do on my phone is I don't let the news feed that comes with my Apple phone know what I am. Uh, it, it, you can input the kinds of stories you want to see and stuff, but I never let it know that I'm conservative because I want it to feed me kind of a blank slate. Just assume you're a person. Let's just feed you this stuff because you're a person. We don't know what you believe. So what I saw was several different media outlets pushing stories that confirm, in their eyes, that Donald Trump is no longer eligible to run for president under the 14th Amendment. So I said, here we go. This is the next push. And it is. This is actually from the Los Angeles Times because I'm seeing reporting that 
suggest that Gavin Newsom is already working on legislation to keep Donald Trump off the ballot in California, as if he's going to win California anyway. uh, The practical purpose is really not that important, but the precedent that it sets is. Uh, It says from the LA Times, the provision section three of the 14th Amendment bars from office people who engage in insurrection. It has gotten renewed attention this month with publication of lengthy law review articles by two conservative legal scholars who argue that Trump's conduct fits precisely within the amendment's original meaning. This is a Civil War era amendment. Uh, even before that, of course, liberal legal groups. And those those random, so they grab two some random uh, semi-conservative legal scholars and they said, look, look what they've said. The, the entire liberal media apparatus did this. But even before that, liberal legal groups had begun researching state laws and working with voters who could challenge Trump's access to the ballot. This is big news because this is not going away. So I want you to know about it now so that when you start seeing stories about it, you'll know what's going on. They're going to use the word insurrection. This is why they've been using the word insurrection the whole time is because they wanted to wait until they got deep enough into the primary season that he looked like either he was going to be defeated so they'd have to worry about it or that he was the nominee. Then they were going to start passing state laws that said under the Section 3 of the 14th Amendment, we see Donald Trump as an insurrectionist and therefore is no longer eligible to be on our ballot at this state level. So that is what is going to happen. This is the next legal front for him to have to fight. The question is, of course, why are they so afraid of this man? I think that's the big question. I, every liberal probably is going to have a different answer to that question, but they're going to be vague. They're going to be things like, well, he's a threat to democracy because of January 6th, things like that. And that's about as deep as it's going to go um, because that dude probably honored the Constitution more than, eh, not more than a Reagan would have, maybe even a Bush, uh, simply because he used executive orders in ways that Obama had precedented already. And that's that's kind of an end around of usual executive or, or executive power. But aside from that, he was a very, very constitutional president, and he didn't use the power of the government to upend our system like other presidents recently have, and the current one is. Um, that is what you're really talking about with constitutional crises And Donald Trump was really not a part of that at all. In fact, he was the recipient of constitutional crises that are being used against him by non-elected officials, as you know. The reason I bring this up is simply to point it out to you, A, so that you're aware of it as we go into it, and to be ready to argue against it if you need to, so that you're well-informed that uh, it's all about this word insurrection. So if you can define insurrection any way you want, which the Constitution doesn't. You know, it doesn't tell you what an insurrection is. So they're going to just pick the word, which they already have. They've been doing this since January 6th, and said, we're going to apply that word to Donald Trump, who was not actually at the Capitol, of course, and we're going to say that he incited an insurrection so that we can keep him off the ballot in 2024. This is, I do believe this is a long game that they're playing here on purpose. But it illustrates one point, and then I'll close on this. We'll get to the rest of the show. But I do believe this is the most important thing this week. It illustrates that they really don't want him to be the nominee. 
you'll hear a lot of discussion and debate about, well, the Democrat Party is actually trying to lift him up to make him the nominee because they know he's beatable. No, they're not. They're not trying to do that. They are scared to death of him being the nominee because they're scared to death of him. They think that he is the Antichrist. Uh, They have no basis for these things, but they think it. And they're doing everything the apparatuses are anyway, and a lot of voters are doing everything possible. They're breaking every Democratic uh, precedent to stop him from being president. And the ironic thing is that the whole time they're doing it, they're telling people and they're using the media apparatus to tell people that they're doing it to save democracy. It's really one of the most amazing things I've seen in modern history, the discord between reality and message. But you're aware of that. You're watching. Your eyes are open. We'll stop there on this subject. A lot more to get to. We do have old Roy and Trisha coming in this hour, but that's in one segment. Stick around. More Wiggins America next. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allow 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame... You deserve this ice-cold reward. Medellin, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. And Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. So here's the deal. I'm just getting back from Disney World, and some people are going to say, well, why do you go to Disney World? You shouldn't support Disney. Well, I agree with you. <laughs> That's pretty much the end of that. Uh, the reason I went is because my daughter... Uh, she gets a trip this year. I, I like to take a daddy-daughter or a daddy-kid trip every year with one of my kids. We kind of rotate them. This year, my daughter gets the trip, and she said, well, I would like to. She's nine years old. She said, I would like to go to the beach and see the ocean because I've never seen the ocean, and I would like to go to the Crayola factory. And I said, okay, well, so there's several Crayola. There are beaches all over the country, obviously. You know where they are. And there's Crayola factories. I think there's three or four of them in the United States. So I said, okay, well, where are the Crayola factories? I think there's one in Texas, one in Pennsylvania, one in Florida, and one somewhere else. Well, the only one that was actually close to a beach was Orlando. So lo and behold, we go to Orlando, and because we're in Orlando, we decide 
Well, let's look at some parks because <clears throat> the beach is one thing and the Crayola factory is one thing, but we got a couple days. Maybe we can make the most of this thing. If we're going to take the flight, we might as well do it. So we did, and we found out that, hey, Disney actually had specials going on both Thursday and Friday night. And crazy enough, we were able to do both of them. We just had to stay up a little late. Well, she's cool with that. My boys don't love staying up late. Well, yes, they do. They just can't. They always fall asleep. She's pretty good at staying up late. So I thought we'd do it. So we did. We had a good time at Disney World and Crayola and the beach. And it was great. But I thought this was a good opportunity now having ridden Seven Dwarves Mine Train Ride to tell you that uh, I've done a little more research on Snow White. <laughs> and uh, you may have heard me do this a couple weeks ago on the Annie Fry Show. But I'm just kind of following up because this movie doesn't come out until March of 2024. And there's a lot of, with any of these movies, especially Disney movies, they always try to have some sort of manufactured controversy so that people will talk about it and just think about it. It's not something they want to offend somebody so much that they don't see it, but just enough that they go, I don't actually care about that, but they are doing something enough to make me think about the movie. That's the sweet spot. So they did that with one thing. They changed Snow White, who is white, and her name is White, title of the movie Snow White, to a Latina actress, or a Latinx, because I like to be inclusive. Rachel Ziegler is her name, Zegler. <clears throat> she was in West Side Story, and she is now Snow White. She's not white, so is that a problem for you? I don't care, but it is definitely one of those manufactured controversy things because most people will not really care, but it will raise their eyebrows enough because it's Snow White, right? That's the way this works. It's, I said this before. It's akin to me to a... 10-year-old who rides by you on a BMX bike does some dumb trick with a handlebar and then looks at you and goes, what do you think of that, old man? And you're like, I, I really couldn't care less, but I guess you just showed me. I'm not sure why you had to show me. I'm not sure what I did to you that you need to show me. But nonetheless, ah, you got it. And you're high-fiving your friends. <laughs> <laughs> That's to me when they replace a, a traditionally white role with a non-white actor or actress. That is what that looks like. as a 10-year-old rebelling, <laughs> going, yeah, we showed them. So that's the first one. The second there's three of these, okay? The second one regarding the new Snow White set to be released in March of 2024 is that photos from the Snow White set revealed that the seven characters accompanying the Snow White character weren't all dwarves. Realize, again, I said the movie's called Snow White. White, Snow White. It's also Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. So they, they cast characters and actors from different heights and races and genders, I guess to be more inclusive of dwarves? <laughs> now this is one that I don't think they manufactured. I think they just boofed it because they don't really know what, 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 how, what is the woke version of dwarves. Is it non-dwarves or is it that you have to cast dwarves because you can't culturally appropriate from a dwarf? You have to, you know, you have to have a trans actor play a trans role or a gay actor play a gay role or a Asian actor play an Asian role. So you'd have to have a dwarf actor play a dwarf role, except that, wait a minute, 
But that's not inclusive, so we got to have other heights of actors play dwarves. Well, this doesn't work because uh, the problem is that dwarf actors were mad because they said, we don't get a ton of roles anyway. You took away the live-action version of Seven Dwarves, seven roles we could have gotten. But then Peter Dinklage switched it and goes, no, it's okay because the dwarves in that movie represent dwarves of a different era and genre, so we don't really want to be associated with that. So there's fighting across the board over what Disney has done here. And so they decided, you know what we should do is we should just call it, or we should just make them magical creatures. That'll get around the whole dwarf issue. Problem is, the movie's called Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, not Snow White and the Seven Magical Creatures, which sounds stupid. So that's, that's the second one. Now the third one is, I think, I don't know, I think the second one's probably the most interesting. This one's still pretty good, though. It says that the original was made in 1937, of course. Cultural and social norms have changed, of course. I think you probably have figured that out. But these actresses, Rachel Zegler, who's playing Snow White, and Gal Gadot, who's playing the Evil Queen, which, by the way, the Evil Queen, Gal Gadot, is a beautiful woman, international superstar, beautiful, beautiful person, uh, She's not an evil queen, and the whole premise of the movie is who's the fairest of all? It's Snow White. It's not me. I got to go kill Snow White. Well, Gal Gadot is actually prettier than Snow White in this in this version. Regardless of what they're going to do to ugly her up, which I'm sure they will do, uh, it's a problem when you have to ugly up. Isn't that more appropriation, right? I mean, if you have an ugly role, shouldn't you cast an ugly person and not give it to pretty people? think if I was an ugly person, I'd be upset, but I'm not. I'm a beautiful person. So the the clip I'm going to play for you is from both Gal Gadot and Rachel Ziegler on a red carpet somewhere talking about this movie. Here you go. You said you were bringing a modern edge to it on stage. What do you mean by that? I just mean that it's no longer 1937, and we absolutely wrote a Snow White. That she's is not going to be yeah. saved by the prince. She's not going to be saved by the prince, and she's not going to be dreaming about true love. She's dreaming about becoming the leader she knows she can be, and the leader that her late father told her that she could be if she was fearless, fair, brave, and true. And so it's just a really incredible story for, I think, young people everywhere to see themselves in. So they don't want kids to look up to a woman who wants to fall in love (laughs) that would be awful they have to change it because change is good you always have to change things from the past because the past is bad and now is better everything that's happening now is better than what used to happen you agree right we're actually doing great as a country so you have to change it and the way that they do that is to make it about female empowerment what she says is i'm just glad that their kids are going to have something to look for girls are going to finally have somebody to look up to who's about female empowerment not just waiting on a man to do something there are almost no movies doing that nowadays it's amazing that they decided to break that barrier that glass ceiling and be so revolutionary now, there are maybe, I don't know, list a couple other movies that have done this recently. Barbie was doing it just recently. Uh, Disney's Aladdin had Jasmine, uh, the female lead of the movie, uh, escaping Agrabah. And then, it, it, you know, she, she decides that she doesn't want to take kindly to her father uh, setting her up to be married. And she's very empowered. And so she goes against the grain doing that. So she, she's 
female empowerment with Jasmine, even though she's not the focus of the movie in this one. It's Aladdin. Then you got the little mermaid. Uh, she actually kills Ursula instead of the prince in this one. That one's about female empowerment, and it replaces the white actress as well. Uh, then you have all these. Uh, yeah, you know what? You know what? I know that basic uh, Cinderella is another. Every single Disney movie that they remake that has a princess, I guess technically they remake it with the theme of female empowerment. But this one's different because it's about a princess sort of Snow White, right, uh, who is is going to be female empowered. I, again, I, shoot, I, I said that and now I'm, I'm saying it sounds like I'm saying the same thing. You know what? After saying all of that, it really feels like all movies are about female empowerment that had been about love in the past. So I'm almost, I almost have to retrace my steps because there are so many examples of movies that are now about female empowerment that I, I almost feel like this one's a little boring. You know, maybe I'm not going to see Snow White after all because I wanted to see something really different. I wanted to see something artistic, uh, something that, that I've never seen before. And, and I realized that I think I've literally seen that same theme in every single movie from the last 15 years. Doggone it. Well, th- again, though, therein lies the controversy, though, uh, that they're going to remake what had been a love story into a movie about female empowerment. That would be number three. So I'll stop there and just let you decide. Are you going to see Snow White when it comes out in March of 2024? I'll answer that question by telling you that I have not seen a single live-action remake of any of the Disney movies because I'm not a girl, and I don't care. We'll be right back. All three of the main players in the studio, myself being the main one, of course. Right. Obviously. Obviously. Trisha, Old Roy. Uh, Old Roy had never heard of Wordle until the break, Mm -hmm. and he walked in, and we said, have you heard of Wordle? And he said no. Which that means that you do nothing fun. Never. <clears throat> no, it's I'm I'm all about business and work and seriousness all the time. Do you want to sh- speaking of business, do you want to share your brilliant idea that you just had or do you want to keep it to yourself because it's good business? I'll I'll share this one with the world. Open source? That's, that's how I am. Okay, go ahead. Somebody uh, can make this. Yeah. Just a takeoff of the Wordle. Yes, which you just learned about. Which I just learned about. I suggest we create Nerdle, which is where you play a clip of a Star Wars movie, very short, and you have to guess which movie of the nine or even the offshoot movies it's from. It's genius. It's brilliant. It would work. Yeah. If somebody did that, it actually would become a thing. Mm-hmm. It might not be as big as New York Times Wordle, but... Well, it started here on the Wiggins show. So. Okay. That's not what the show's called, but... Um, we do have quandaries for you guys this week, and I'm going to start with the easiest ones, ones that I got, and then I'll move into the ones that I had to actually look up the answer. And these are the the less, like, moral quandaries ones. These are a little bit more the riddles type that you brought, I Trisha. like these. Yeah. Especially because I know all the answers. Yes. You you are really good at these. Very good. And I memorized them. Did you? No. Is that what the secret is? Because, I mean, she did send them to me. Um, all right. This is the first one. I got it right away. Hopefully you will, too. Arnold Schwarzenegger has a long one. Michael J. Fox has a short one. 
Madonna does not use hers. Bill Clinton always uses his. The Pope never uses his. What is it? I know it. Not because I cheated. Hmm. It's really easy. And maybe it's because I'm reading it. Maybe hearing it's a little harder. Well, they're they're trying to infer something that it's not. Yeah, wieners. Yeah. Obvious. <laughs> um, I like how Ryan starts all these with, it was super easy. I knew it. I, But it's true. I'm it's not true. telling you anything that's false. I, I did know it. I got it right away. Super fast. How about Obviously. you? Roy? He's so no, smart. I'm out. I, I, I Can I say it? Yeah. Last names. Yep. Yep, Arnold Schwarzenegger has a long one. Michael J. Fox has a short one. I got it right after that. Mm-hmm. But then Madonna doesn't Madonna use hers. Will, yeah. Bill Clinton always uses his. That's so easy. Uh-huh. The Pope never uses his. <laughs> and it was right there in front yes, of us. Yes, it was. It was right there dangling right in they, front of you the whole time. They did dangling. They did try to make it sound dirty, though. They did. Fun. Mm-hmm. They did. Okay, also got this one. Just so you know. <laughs> what five-letter word becomes shorter when you add two letters to it? Five-letter word that becomes shorter when you add two letters to it. And oh, just I know it. You got it? Because yeah. I, I had to read it a certain way. You want me to read it one more time, Roy? You're a little slower. No, to pick I got up. you. It, it, I'm, I'm thinking that you're just you're making it a, a fraction or, a something, or something. You're not even on the right path at all. It's a word. Yeah. It's a five-letter word and it becomes- that becomes shorter when you add oh, two letters short. to it. Yes, thank you. That's exactly right. Well done, Roy. Last one of the Woo! ones that I got, because then there's a couple that I didn't. What makes this number unique? And I only actually half got this, because there's like a, a, a second layer of the answer. It's big of you to, to admit that. Uh, yeah, well, I, I'll tell you the ones I got wrong, too, in a minute. What makes this number unique? 8,549,176,000. 320. Now, I know that that's hard to hear, so I'll show you the number just in case you want to see it. I can't. There, right there, right where my finger is. Eight, wait, let me read it. Eight trillion. Eight trillion. Five hundred and. Forty-nine. Forty-nine million. One hundred and seventy-six thousand three hundred and twenty. No repeating numbers. You get it? I get it now, I that's, guess. I all That's the part I got, because it's true. That's all 10 digits right there in Are a different. number. The question they want you to go further with is why in that order? And I did not get that part. Fibonacci sequence. It's the Fibonacci sequence. Explain that, Roy. I don't know. I saw it in a movie once. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard Nerdle. that word in my life. <laughs> it's in all the, the Dan Brown <laughs> Books oh, and is the it? Da Vinci Code stuff. <laughs> okay. Never read them. Yeah. Uh, the answer is every digit listed, which you said, in alphabetical order, if you were to spell it out. I, there's no way. I never would have gotten that. Would you? No. I'm still trying to play. I, and I have read the Dan Brown books, and I didn't the get it. Fibonacci Code. Fibonacci. Mm-hmm. Okay, two, job, two left that, uh, that I did not get the answer to. Here you go. A sundial has the fewest moving parts of any timepiece. Which has the most moving parts of any timepiece? Once you hear it, you're going to get angry at it. I have a guess. Do you have a guess first? Because my, my first thought was like a complex Rolex or something. 
but that's not it's probably it. something dumb like the solar system. It it is something stupid like that. Do you know what it is? I would have guessed an hourglass because of the sand. You in got it. it. Yes, that's Nailed it. it. Yeah, because there's thousands of pieces of sand mm-hmm. in it that are moving. It's so stupid. Genius. Dumb. That was a dumb one. It is dumb, but good Thank job. Thank you, though. Thank you, guys. In 19, last one of the riddles, and I again, I did not get this one. This one was is a really good one, though. It's one that once you get it, you're like, oh, and those are the really good ones. In 1990, a person is 15 years old. In 1995, that same person is 10 years old. How can this be? In 1990, yes, a person is 15 years old. Yes. In 1995, is that a leap year thing? That same person is 10 years old. No, but they but the age goes down. They would still age forward, right? Because I thought the same thing. Oh, oh, they were born on February 29th. No, because they'd still gain a year every four years if you were doing that. Are this they, is really hard. Are they Brad Pitt in that thing where they they age backwards? No. Yeah, that was it's weird. It's not Benjamin Button. Hmm. Hmm. Can we have a hint? It's it's really hard to give you a hint. I mean, it it is legitimately there there's not I mean, there's a trick to it, but I racked my brain trying to figure out how does somebody age backwards? That's not even possible. So knowing that so, that's not possible, that's not what they're at. Uh, that the question isn't so that part isn't true. Like, the question is misleading. No, the question is not misleading. That's what's so good about this one, is that when I saw the answer, I was like, dang it, that's so good. And you had to think so far outside of the box to get it, but it's right. Mm. <clears throat> I'll give you another 30 seconds of thinking about it. I'll read it one more time. Okay. In 1990, a person is 15 years old. In 1995, that same person is 10 years old. How can this be? This is a tough one. It is really it's tough. Really hard. Trisha, you think you're so good at these. Yeah, I defer to Trisha. And now we come up with a hard one, and now yeah, you're stuck. I haven't cheated in everything. Yeah, it's kind of embarrassing. It's super embarrassing. You know, you're on the radio right now <laughs> doing this? <laughs> on the Wiggins show. Uh, yeah, on the Wiggins show. Thanks, Roy. Wiggins world. <laughs> You know how many people Nerdle. want me to call the show that because it rolls off the tongue so much easier? Yeah. Wiggins World is pretty great. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. And I chose against it on purpose. I, there's no hint you can give us? There really isn't. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to give it to you. This uh, well, Actually, yes. Okay, here. I'll give you this hint, and then you'll probably get it right away. Uh, no, I don't know how to phrase it, though. In 1990, ah, there's no way from, no, there's no way. I'll just tell you what it is. Okay. It's not AD. It's BC. Oh. In mm. 1990 BC, a person is 15 years. By the way that we go backwards from uh-huh. BC, yeah. the way we age people. Uh-huh. <clears throat> In 1990, a person 15 years old. 1995, that same person's 10 years old because they were born in 2005 BC. Because we count backwards. Do we? Is that how BC works? That's how it works. Wow. Yeah. That was tricky. That's a good one, though. You got us. You got us stumped. <clears throat> Last one, and this was this one is a real uh, kind of moral quandary. And I don't know the answer. Usually these don't have particular answers, which is why I like them. Roy's going to know it. Okay. And this is kind of a legal Fibonacci. one, too. 
So he read a lot of Dan Brown. Yeah. <laughs> so okay, if a guy jumps from a building skyscraper with the intention of killing himself, but on the way down is shot dead by a bullet fired from an apartment from a husband who wanted to scare his wife with an empty gun, but the gun was secretly loaded by the suicidal guy (laughs) (laughs) because he wanted the husband to actually kill his wife. Is this case a suicide or a murder? (laughs) (laughs) Holy mackerel. Okay, let's let's unwrap this thing. Yeah, yeah. So he wants the He's wife tra- dead. He wants the wife dead. So he secretly loads the husband's gun. Yes. Thinking the husband will will just shoot. He th- he he the husband is going to scare his wife but didn't actually intend to kill and her. And the jumper knows about this scare prank? I, apparently he does. <clears throat> but then he's so guilty about loading maybe the, the husband gun. always does this to his wife. Like I'll shoot you if you're not, <laughs> if you're not making my eggs right. Well, why would he go through the trouble of planning this big prank and then just go kill himself before it happens? Well, maybe there's something much deeper involved here, Roy. I don't know the answer. It's a well from the jumper. This jumper is a hot mess. Yeah, express, this dude's man. messed up. Yeah. So it's an attempted murder from the jumper. Towards the wife, it's an a yes, yes. But is the guy is the jumper suicide? Did he kill himself or is it a murder? Well, so he loaded the gun. Yeah, I mean, he died because somebody else shot him. Yes, so that is. But he was already on his way to being dead. And yes. the guy didn't know that the gun was loaded, so that would be involuntary manslaughter, right? I think so. I think it, it, I think that's what it would be. However, in, in the eyes of God, though, you've attempted yeah. suicide. In the so eyes you of, can yeah. you can take that up with your soul in the afterlife. But. Cosmic justice would not really change here, I don't think. Yeah, but and I don't even know that legally it would change because the guy was clearly trying to kill himself. I don't know that you could take it to somebody no, to court. Nothing. The guy who shot might be charged with reckless behavior of some kind. but And because the gun was loaded, the guy's going to have a hard time proving that somebody else loaded that gun. So he's probably going to go do at least some time for attempted manslaughter for, or attempted murder for his wife, right? Yeah, he would have to do so- something would have to happen there. If this was not just a one-time incident, especially if it was aggravated ongoing. assault, yeah. But because the gun was loaded and it went off, they'd probably try to pin some kind of attempted murder charge on him towards I, his wife, I not towards know. the jumper. What Ooh. floor of the building are they on? Thirteenth. Thirteenth floor. <laughs> oh boy. Uh-huh. I didn't just make that. <laughs> that that complicates it. Mm-hmm. I think we solved it. I yeah. I think he gets. I think he walks. I do too. And the other guy's dead. Twice. I think the marriage is probably in trouble, but. Wait, I, you guys don't think the husband's going to be in trouble at all? No. I. You think a, he should be? It's a fluke. Well, he would be in trouble for wielding a gun at his wife, uh-huh. but not for this murder. I don't think he would it get would charged with it. It would all be up to her. If, she's, if she says, oh, he's just goofing, he does that all the time, and we didn't know it was loaded. That's hilarious. But if, she's, if she was having an affair with the jumper, 
and now she's distraught, mm-hmm. she might want to take it out on the husband. Press charges against mm-hmm. him. I think that we I think there know, is a case there. We need to know more about this jumper's backstory. Th- this is why this is a quandary. Mm. <laughs> this is the the titular point of the whole segment is this is a quandary. And I think that we've mostly solved it. I think what we've done is said, we need more detail. Thank you. Well, that's what we do here on The Wiggins Show. That's what, <laughs> that's what we do. Um, check out Nerdle online. Roy made it while we were talking. We'll be right back. <laughs> I was laughing with Patricia and Roy a second ago about some of the stupid stuff we do, both on this show, but also on Annie's show. <laughs> like my segment, my Wiggins America segment on Annie's show. I, I will do some dumb stuff sometimes, but I like bringing the heat at times too. So it's a nice, you know, it's a nice balance having your own show. You can kind of go back and forth. We just got done with quandaries, so that's not exactly hard hitting news. I do have something here though that is been been hanging on to this because I was I was not sure how to bring it up. I wanted to like really analyze this thing before I knew how to deliver it, and I think I've got that now. Shared this with Mark Cox, too. I think he uh, maybe did some... He beat me to the punch because I've got a weekend show. He's got a weekday. So he. I think he hit this before I did, even though I shared it with him. A new national poll out, and this is one that's from 538. So this is Nate Silver. It's a very respected pollster. Uh, I don't necessarily always think he's that accurate, but one of the things he does, you know, he, he does this, Nate Silver in 538 does this, and so does Real Clear Politics. They will take an amalgam of polls and put them together, and they will also rate individual pollsters on their accuracy. I like all of that because ultimately all we're looking for is what is the next election going to be like? That's the whole purpose of polls. That's why I went into that Ohio election and what it means as far as abortion being on the ballot. You can hear all that on the podcast, but this is a new national poll from 538. It says this, when given two choices between Trump and Biden, Trump beats Biden 43% to 38%. That is five points. That is a national poll, which means that even if the polls nationally are very close, that would be a victory in the swing states for the conservative, the Republican, in this case, Trump. Now, when you do Biden versus DeSantis, it completely flips. Biden still has 37%, has 38 in the other one. But DeSantis only has 34. So Trump beats Biden by five, but DeSantis loses to Biden by three. That is a huge shift. Now, the reason I said I wanted to hang on to this and really analyze it is because it's not just as it seems. So those are the raw numbers. Trump beats Biden by five. Biden beats DeSantis by three. The reason this poll is interesting, and it should share with everybody listening what to do about strategy, especially the RNC, although I don't want to just blame them, but they are key to this whole thing. This is not just voters. In fact, this is the opposite of voters. These are non-registered Americans, as in people who are not probably going to vote. So I shared with you the good news that Trump is winning in these people by a handily margin, but 
the bad news is these are typically non-voters. This is a really good snapshot of America, though. This means that America at large is much more conservative than we think. The Democrats have just been much better at getting out their voters in these last couple elections, especially. So instead of trying to switch your candidate to somebody who's going to turn out more independents, for instance, because that's that's the whole argument against Trump is get somebody else because independents aren't going to swing for Trump. Instead of worrying about that, start registering voters. Go to Pennsylvania and Wisconsin and Michigan and Georgia and Arizona and just register the blanking hell out of everybody. That is all you need to do. And then where it's legal, harvest those votes. Go back to them after they've registered. Maybe right there on the spot, depending on if they have same-day registration. And get their votes right then. That's how you're going to win this election. Trump actually knows this. He said, we're going to have the biggest vote harvesting uh, expedition or whatever that in the history of the country. Where legal. He always says that because in some places you can't do that. But where legal, they absolutely should. You got another hour ahead. Stick around. Get more at 971talk.com. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Got clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.